Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for, for music, music teachers. teachers. You're listening to the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and in this episode, we're talking about growing your music teaching business. Welcome back, lovely teachers. This episode is inspired by the article that was written by Georgia on our site called What to Expect When You're Expanding Your Teaching Business. Now, this was a really interesting read and really interesting premise to approach it from. I'm going to talk a little bit more about, in general, growing your music teaching business, what that means, and why it's important for every teacher to think about. So in this episode, we're going to go through what it means to grow your business, playing the long game, putting in the hard work, just doing one thing, of course, and dealing with discouragement along the way. So let's start by defining growth. What does it actually mean to grow your teaching business? A lot of you will have straight away jumped to a giant music school and said, oh, this article or this episode is not for me, because I don't want to do that. But growth can mean many different things for different people. And we all have to be growing in some direction at all times. Otherwise, we stagnate. So it could be just your growth as a teacher or as a musician or both, your own development, your own education. Growth could mean finding a supportive teacher community to join, finding your tribe, Connecting with them, doing more for the teacher community, that could be your way to grow as a teacher. It could mean recruiting new students, actually expanding your business, even if it's not with other teachers, but building up your student numbers so that you have more on your roster, expanding your hours, or maybe going into groups to expand your teaching numbers, your student numbers. It could mean going to work for someone else. Now, many of you will have thought, oh, well, that's kind of the opposite of growth, right? That's a retraction. You're saying, I don't want to work for myself anymore. You're going in and working for someone else. But that can be growth because it's you realizing who you want to be as a teacher, what it is you want to do, what you want to prioritize. And it could allow you to grow your teaching more. Even if you decide you don't want to grow your own business, it could allow you to grow your teaching practice. And maybe that's more important to you. Maybe that allows you to grow your free time because you're not doing the bookkeeping or handling all the admin tasks and that kind of thing. Growth could mean the opposite of that. Growth could mean expanding 
into becoming your own boss, transitioning from having someone you work for to running your own business to working for yourself. Maybe that's your definition of growth right now. And these are all right nows. They're all things that are on your current trajectory, your current timeline, but they don't have to be your whole future. It's just how you're growing right now and in a new season of your life, it will be different. Maybe you're going to grow by adding online teaching or a different format of teaching. Maybe you're going to add additional teachers to your studio. This might have been the first one you jumped to as we talked about. Maybe it's the right one for you right now. It was the right one for me um, about four or five years ago now. I did add other teachers in here. We just have two other teachers working at Colourful Keys now. And that was the right step for right then. Right now, I don't want to add any more new teachers. But maybe that'll change in the future. Or maybe it won't. Growth could mean starting a whole music school. That's the stage I'm not interested in right now. Or rather than stage, I should say direction. Because none of these should be seen as coming off of one another. Yes, if you want to get to a music school stage, maybe there are stages to get there. But each direction, each way to grow is equally valid. It truly is. If your way to grow is, I want to have five students instead of four, that is wonderful. So know that owning a music school is not the ultimate destination, the ultimate goal for many, many of us, because it is an entirely different job. But if you want that job and you want that life, that's great. What I mean by it being an entirely different job is if you're running a music school, you are basically moving up into a position of a manager or a director of a company of some kind. That's a very different experience. You're going to be managing people, you're going to be managing much larger books. Even if you employ an accountant and that kind of thing, you need to understand financials. So it requires a whole other skill set that maybe you would love to develop and you absolutely can. You can you can learn it, I promise. Don't be scared of maths. But if you're not interested in doing that job, don't develop it for yourself just because you think it's the ultimate goal. Maybe your version of growth this year is to start a YouTube channel. You may even be listening to this podcast on YouTube right now because I know some of you do. But if you aren't, you might know my channel, which is Colourful Keys. I've obviously gone that path. I've started a YouTube channel. However, mine is not for students, it's for teachers. Yours might be for students. Maybe you want to start teaching on YouTube as a way to bring in referrals or just as a thing you want to do. Maybe you want to become huge. Maybe you want to have millions of subscribers and make enough money to support yourself from the ad revenue. Or maybe you have some other side hustle that you want to develop. This could be anything. Maybe you want to make games or start a membership site like me. Maybe you want to sell your resources on Teachers Pay Teachers or develop a physical product that's for music teachers or for students. Maybe you want to develop an app. Maybe it's something completely separate. It could be music related. It could be not music related. Maybe you want to learn how to craft music boxes. It could be anything at all. What way do you want to grow right now? No matter which direction you want to grow in, it's going to be hard work. I can promise you that because growth requires change and change is hard work. None of us are strangers to the concept of working hard because after all, we're musicians, right? If you have any level of skill at all, 
Please acknowledge that you know how to work hard because you got to that skill level and it is never easy. It never comes by magic. We all know that. I tell my students all the time that things are hard. Not all the time, but regularly. I acknowledge when things are hard. I don't tell them things are hard that aren't, of course. I'm talking about that instinct we have to gloss over things, to pretend it's easy in the hopes that they'll just go for it and get through it. I've fought against that for years now. I think it's much more helpful when the student says, oh, this Alberti base thing is so difficult when they're first encountering it. I prefer to say, yeah, it is really hard at first. Here are some ways to practice it. Or it is really hard at first. Let's work on it together. So that I'm not saying underneath my statement, if I say, oh, no, 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 once you get it, it's easy. It's easy. You'll get it in no time. If I say that underneath that statement is, if you're finding this hard, you're wrong. If you're finding this hard, you're not talented. You're, you just haven't got it inside you. Now, not every student will take that from it, but I like to be careful of that being underneath my words. Now, the reason I tell you that in an episode that is really about your business and your teaching is that I want you to tell yourself that too. When things are hard, acknowledge that they're hard. Give yourself some credit. Sometimes things are hard, but I want you to keep in mind this quote, which is not mine. It's from Angela Watson, who runs a podcast called Truth for Teachers that I sometimes listen to. It's for general education, like um, school teachers. But at the end of every episode, she says one of my favorite things in the world. She says, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be worth it. So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be worth it. Try to tell yourself that. Tell yourself, this isn't easy. This is hard, but it's worth it to me. And if it's not worth it to you, then go prioritize something else. Life's too short. So building new habits and adjusting to change is hard. And there is always that hump to get over, especially when it is a habit that you have to create. If it was easy to build a new habit, everyone would do the exercise they want to and have immaculate, tidy, beautiful houses, right? But they don't. I know I don't. Cultivating a habit takes extreme amounts of time. And any change you want to make is going to require some kind of habit, even if it doesn't seem like it. If you want to build a music school, maybe you're going to need to develop a habit of setting aside a portion of your income to go to the first month's, last month's lease on your music school that you're going to be renting, the commercial provinces. That's just one example. Maybe if you're growth area is that you want to do a theory exam because you never did formal written theory. You're going to have to, as I did for several months, (laughs) back several years ago now, do theory every day after dinner. It was not the most fun experience, but I got through four levels of music theory workbooks. Um, I knew most of the content already, but I needed to be used to the format because I had never taken the grade eight exam and I needed it as a prerequisite. This is quite a while ago now, but I did it. I developed that habit. If dinner was over, I had to pick up my theory book and do my pages of theory until my brain started to melt. And that was a habit I had for about six months in the lead up to that exam. Now, maybe several of those growth ideas sounded fantastic to you, not just one. But here's where I do my usual thing of encouraging you to pick one thing at a time. You can't expand in every different direction. 
you have to pick one. And then you have to develop a realistic framework for what that growth is going to look like. So a realistic timeline for when this change is going to occur. And depending on the size of your goal and how far away from it you are right now, you may need several mini goals along the way. Landmarks that you can say, okay, I want to build a school of 20 teachers. Here's how I get to two. And then here's how I get to 10. And then here's how I get to 20. Or maybe it's a lot more broken up than that. So no matter what your goal is, you're going to have to set out that trajectory, that map for how you're going to get there. And you really need to try and be realistic about the time. This is the number one thing I see from teachers, people in general, who ask me about how I get stuff done, right? Now, the first thing I have to put in there, the caveat is we do have a team at VMT. We have several teachers who are working a few hours a week. Um, and fitting it in alongside their teaching and doing wonderful things. So I'm not alone. But the other thing that I have to say to all of these people who ask me this is I actually do the thing I'm trying to do and I know how long things are going to take me. So the counterintuitive truth behind how I get stuff done is that I don't think I can do more than I can do. In general, of course, we all go wrong sometimes, but I really try to visualize how long is this task taking me? And if it takes me longer than I expected, then the next time I do a similar task, I have that reality check with myself and I tell myself about what is realistic. If you have a realistic timeline for things, you don't feel like you're scrabbling. You don't feel like you're not doing enough because you knew how long this would take. And that means ultimately you get more done because you never get to that stage or you rarely get to that stage. I'm not going to say it never happens to me, but you more rarely get to that stage where you're just panicking and scrabbling and trying to get through things. And we all know that makes us go slower and make mistakes that are costly and make us go back in time. Set a realistic timeline to the best of your ability and then reassess it at the end. Be honest with yourself. Was this realistic? Did something really unforeseen go wrong or should I have allowed some contingency here? Then you need to split it up into sub items so that you can check them off along the way, especially if you're someone who thrives on checklists. And then you need to know that it's a practice. Growth is a practice. And if our students were practicing, we would never expect them to get it right, be realistic about every stage, always know the right strategy because they're, they're breaking new ground for them. And you will be too. Now you can seek out expert guidance, you can take courses like the ones we have inside Vibrant Music Teaching. If you haven't heard, by the way, we have the mentorship model released now and that course is fantastic for anyone who wants to expand in the way that I did, which is taking on one or two or three other teachers that are inexperienced and you teach them through their teaching. So you're actually mentoring them and training them to teach the way you teach or following the same philosophy or guiding principles. Now, that course at the start also helps you figure out whether that's the right model for you. So if you're like, oh, I don't know, it would be a great thing to start it so that you can see, do I want to expand in this way or do I want to expand in another way? And then you can head off and seek out resources in another area if that's what's relevant. But this is a practice. You will make mistakes. You will put feet wrong. And you need to tell yourself that it's not easy. It's worth it. So when you come across discouragements, when you come across missteps and mistakes and learnings, as we often like to call them, please, if you remember to do one thing, 
it's that you need to step back and avoid the all or nothing trap. Here's what the all or nothing trap looks like in, say, an exercise routine that you want to build. You say, in the new year, I want to do, I don't know, CrossFit. I'm picking something I've never done. I want to do CrossFit every day at 5pm. There's a class, I can make 5pm. None of us teachers can, but let's say you can, right? I can make 5pm every day. It's on Monday to Friday, I'm going to make every class. And then you miss one. There's a real risk here that you say, oh, well, I've already missed one, so I might as well take the whole week off. Or I've already missed one, so this just isn't working. Or I've missed a day, so I might as well miss tomorrow, at the very least. And when you get to two, let's say one day you have to take your dog to the vet, and so you miss it. And then the next day you go sideways on your ankle, and it's basically fine, but you need to rest it. And that's you looking after yourself, so that's absolutely fine. But now you've missed two. Most people can get through one miss, two misses, are where it really starts to snowball. So if you still have the same priority, but you fall off your habit or your goals or whatever it is towards that growth milestone that you want to hit, don't throw in the towel. Don't think that because you missed one thing, because you're off by a month or a year, that you should just give it up. I mean, there's a small chance you should because it's not the right goal for you. But more often than not, than not people just give up when they really should just adjust their timeline. One thing that makes it really easy, much easier not to give up is to have a strong community around you. So join a membership like Vibrant Music Teaching, connect with us on Facebook groups um, or any other community that you can find. You have to find the right one for you. And when you're part of that community, don't just stay in the shadows, especially if it's online. Reach out. Post about a struggle you're having or a goal you have that you're wondering is the right choice for you. Post about a success you have because we all need to have fun together as well. Reach out to one person or a whole group, depending on the situation and the way you like to work. But no matter what, reach out to someone. We're better together. Your one thing this week is to consider an area that you want to expand or grow or enrich yourself. Tell us then what you chose in the Vibrant Music Studios teachers group on Facebook so that you can connect with your community. I look forward to reading your goals, your growth areas, and I'll see you in the next episode. If you liked this episode, you would absolutely love Vibrant Music Teaching membership. We have the support and the training you need to take your teaching further. Join us today by going to vmt.ninja and signing up. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.